praise God for being in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. It's been a season since we have physically, some of us, been in the physical house of the Lord. Amen. But we honor the Lord today. We honor the man of God, the angel of this house. Amen. Pastor Rudolph Maybell and the lovely first lady. Amen. Amen. We want to say good morning to you, Agape Love Word, Prayer, and Faith Family Ministry. Amen. And we want to say good morning to all of the saints of God that's on the Zoom. Amen. The members of Life Changing. want to say good morning to you. Amen. And we thank God for being in the house of the Lord. I want to say this to you. You know, as I sat there, and I heard, well, when I heard the scripture, I thought I was going to fall out the chair. Amen. And then when Pastor began to speak, I thought I was going to fall out the chair again. And he and I had a conversation a couple of days ago, and I shared with him, God is not schizophrenic. Anybody in church today? And if God is saying it, God is saying it. Y'all didn't hear me. I said, if God is saying it, God is saying it. So it's not about who God is saying it through. It's as long as God is saying it. And if God is saying it and you open up your mouth and you say, God, you can speak through me, then he's going to say the same thing through you that he's about to say through Y'all not with me. That he's about to say through you. And so that's why, Pastor, I'm careful. I don't give pastors and preachers the mic because I know they're going to say what God is saying. Y'all ain't with me today. Come on, somebody. So we just believe God. But God is saying it, but he's saying it in a different way through me. Amen. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. Amen. He's so good. Is he good? When is he good? All the time. All the time. God is good. Second Kings chapter 4, and I will be reading verses 1 through 7. Amen. The word of the Lord says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that my, your servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil then he said go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors even empty vessels borrow not a few and when thou art come in thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full 
So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel anymore. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. This morning, I want to talk to you about no more empty vessels. No more, no more empty vessels. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We appreciate you. We thank you, Lord, for trusting us today with this assignment. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, oh God, that I would decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, have your way. Move through me, Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. You are the one that brings all things to our remembrance. And so, God, I pray today in the name of Jesus that you touch your handmaid one more time. Cause me, oh God, to speak the text in the context in which you would have your people to hear it in. Touch, oh God, the ears, the hearts, the minds of your people, and let transformation take place in the name of Jesus. God, let us cry out, oh God, we don't want to just be hearers. God, we want to be doers. God, let it be a life-changing word on today in the name of Jesus. Touch and heal, loose, and set someone free. And God, we will continue to give your name the praise, continue to give you the glory, and continue to give you the honor because it belongs only to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, before I get into the scripture, I want to bring one correction. I'm not no star. There's only one star in this house, and his name is Jesus. Amen. So let us understand that. We're looking at a time that we are living in now where things seem to be, on one hand, going very well, and on another hand, it appears as if it's not going so well. And so we are finding ourselves in a time where the generations seem to be separated by status and separated by information and separated by the understanding of information. It reminds me of uh, the book of Judges chapter 2 verse 10. The Bible tells us that Joshua had led the children of Israel into the promised land. They had come into the place and they were comfortable, Pastor, and uh, things were going pretty well with them. And the Bible said that after that generation, what generation? The generation of Joshua, the generation that knew about God, the generation that understood the things that God had done for them. 
after that generation had died, there arose another generation, and that generation did not know the Lord. No one told them the works that God had done for them. And this began to cause me to realize that it wasn't that they had not heard about God. I want you to stay with me this morning. It's not that they didn't hear about God. It was that, that they heard the story. Come on, somebody. But they didn't acknowledge the story. They didn't own the story. And because of that, it brings us to realize that we can know about a story. We can know about something and not necessarily be engaged in a relationship with the information that we have. Are you with me today? And so it, it, it let me know that oftentimes people are church going. Uh-huh. I'm just setting it up. I'm just setting it up. People are church going and they are worshiping and they are in the pretty cathedrals and the beautiful buildings. You know, they had got comfortable like the children of Israel and they were worshiping and 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 worship had become pastor normal mm -hmm. there was nothing unusual about worship anymore because worship had become almost a way of life worship had become a place where we go to so instead of going on Saturday night we went on Sunday morning y'all ain't gonna like me this morning but that's all right and so we found that people who had not embraced the story, mm -hmm, but they were around the story, they found themselves not engaged with the information. And when you're not engaged with information, you cannot be impacted by it. Mm -hmm. What in the world has got to do with Elisha? Come on, stay with me. And so after we, the church, settled into our nice buildings, we stopped acknowledging the story. Hmm? And the thing about the story is that the story was based upon a debt. Mm -hmm. the, the story was based upon a debt. For the Bible says that the wages of sin hmm, is death. And the Bible says that, that, that sin was a debt that had to be paid. And so we began to embrace the comforts of the blessing, but we began to disacknowledge the story. And, and when we disacknowledged the story, the story wasn't passed down from generation to generation, and a penalty was left unpaid. And the next generation had become the bounty. Huh? The next generation became the commodity. You're not with me. They tell me that it takes a village. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What kind of children you're talking about? I'm talking about physical children. We talked about babies today. I'm talking about physical children, but I'm also talking about spiritual children. Huh? And this kind of brings me to my text. In the text, the Bible says 
means that the husband, I hope y'all don't catch me in the parking lot, that the husband was a man of God. He feared God. He served God, Pastor. He, he was a true man of God. But if we look into the story a little more, uh, young men, we will find that he served God and he feared God, but he lacked in his responsibility at home. <laughs> Y'all ain't with me today. And so he passed on. And when he passed on, he left a debt. Mm -hmm. he, he, he left a debt. And, and, the, and the debt was that uh, 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 they had some creditors that they had to pay. And the children, mm, 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 mm. the children was becoming the bounty. The children was becoming the, the payment. They were the ones that was going to be put in slavery because this husbandman, this father, who was a man of God, who feared God, who worshiped God, who sang the songs and led the prayer. Y'all not with me. Sometimes he even preached the sermon. This man of God who, who feared God and walked with the prophets, and he was known for being a man of God. But the, 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 the proof shows us that he left his responsibility responsibility he left his responsibility uncovered. And so here the next generation, the next generation had to pay the penalty. He left this deficit behind. And the deficit is a direct deficiency which will affect the future of this house. Now when we look at a house, the Bible tells us in Timothy, that, that, that there are different types of things in the house. Some of the vessels in the house are of gold, and some of them are of silver. Some of them are of wood, and some of them are of clay, and some of them are for honor, and some for dishonor. But the Bible says uh, that a man must purge himself. A man, a man must make himself right with God so that he can be a vessel fit for the master's use. And, and you know we talk about the master's use, uh, but the Bible tells us in Matthew 18 and 19 uh, that the master's use is to go ye therefore. Mm -hmm. and to make disciples. And it looks like to me that in this time, in this season, we are going ye therefore and making ourselves popular. We are going ye therefore and getting on television. We are going ye therefore and seeing who got the biggest church. We are going ye therefore and finding ourselves doing all kinds of things in the house. But we are not vessels fit for the master's use. Because the master's use is to make disciples. Oh, come on, somebody. And so the Bible says that this man leaves his family in a pickle. They, they, the wife doesn't know what to do. I, I, I'm going to be a little prejudiced today. But the, the Bible says that the man of God, the word of God, comes to the house and, and questions her. Well, what do you have? 
what, what is left in the house? She said, I don't have nothing in the house, Pastor. I just got a, a little oil. Come on, somebody. I just got a little oil in the house. See, every now and then, I just go get in the corner and I just pray a little bit. Y'all ain't with me today. Every now and then, I, I'm a walker. I'm sorry, y'all. Every now and then, I, I, I go and crawl in my prayer closet. I just got a little oil. I ain't got too much because I ain't nobody. Come on, somebody. But the man of God. He left me destitute. And what do I have left? I got a little oil. I got a little anointing. Come on, somebody. I got a little anointing left. And so the Bible says that when we as people of God do not tell the story and do not pay the debt, the next generation suffers. The next generation, we find, as Pastor said, when we commit adultery, when we leave our children, I'm going to tell you something, I'm after some generational stuff today. When we leave our children behind, when we're not there for them, come on somebody, when we break up the household, when we break it down, when we use women and abuse women and don't marry women, come on somebody, we cause a deficit to happen in the house, come on somebody, and the Bible said that, 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 that this woman, she was in trouble, but she didn't know, because you see, the Bible tells us that everybody want to preach Timothy, you know, let the women learn at home and be quiet. But anyway, the Bible shows us that he didn't even teach her what to do with the oil she had. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. So, 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 so she had a little oil and I'm in trouble. And I want to speak to all of us today. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. We got some residue on us. We got some residue that we're trying to work through and we're trying to live through because somebody didn't do what somebody should have done. Y'all ain't with me today, but it's all right. And we've got to teach the next generation don't do but what do we do what y'all say hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people come on and we've got to stop being hurting people hurting people while we're in the Lord's house talking about we fit for the master's use. We got more dysfunctional families than ever before because nobody, y'all don't want to hear me, but it's all right. And, and so as we begin to minister, as we begin to meet people, we find that we have more social ills in the lives of the people than spiritual ills. And we understand that it all stems from a spiritual place. We understand, as Pastor said, it all came from uh, Adam, but I want you to know that God has a behavior code. God has a behavior code. And then when we, when we cause these deficits, we, 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 we save now. Y'all don't want to pray for me. And we sanctified and we fill with the Holy Ghost. But we never turn around and go back and correct that stuff. Come on, somebody. So we got a generation of dysfunctional people who don't even know how, don't even have the tools. They heard the story. Amen. 
They heard grandma say, oh, precious Lord. They heard somebody say oh, that he's amazing. But they've never seen the action because we didn't give them the story. We didn't give them the story. I'm almost getting to where God wants me to be. And so the Bible says the woman is asked, what do you have? What do you have left? She says, I have some oil in my house. Glory to God. And the Bible says that this oil, this anointing, this spirit is known as a treasure. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 through 9, verse 8 says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Verse 9, we are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Sounds like where we are right about now. But verse 7 says we have this treasure. Where's this treasure? In earthen vessels. That, that the excellency. Why is the treasure in an earthen vessel? Why did God pour his spirit in you? So that the excellency of the power of God would be in God and not of us. In other words, that we could show the next generation, we could show our family, we could show the world God. We could be ambassadors for Christ. We could show them what a father looks like. We could show them what the true love of God looks like. Come on, somebody. And so he says that, that, that this treasure is in an earthen vessel. So, so remember that. The Bible just said we are vessels. Are you agreeing with me? We are vessels. So, so when this woman in our text declared that she only had some oil, Mm -hmm. And the next generation was going to have to pay the debt. The man of God told her, go out and find some vessels. Go find empty vessels. And the Lord spoke to me and said, each and every one of us were empty vessels. Some of us are still empty vessels. And then there's some of us who are full vessels and God can't deal with us because we're full already. I'm walking down the aisle. God can't deal with you because you're full of yourself. You're a vessel that's full. You're full of you. You're full of what somebody told you about yourself. Come on, somebody. You're full of disappointment. You're full of hurt. You're full. You're just full, but you're not full of the treasure. You're not full of the treasure. And so he said to her, I'm going to tell you what you can do. 
I'm going to tell you what you can do to get the debt paid. God is telling us what we need to do to get the debt paid. God is telling us what to do so that the deficit, the deficiency that has fallen to the next generation won't wipe them out. Come on, somebody. God is telling us what we need to do. We need to go out and we need to find some empty vessels. Come on, somebody. We need to find some people. Now, let me tell you, there's a different generation. God began to speak to me. He said, we need to find some people that can cast the demon out on, on social media. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. Uh, we need to find somebody that has the capability of going up against the enemy on YouTube. Y'all ain't with me. We need to find some people. We've got to stop judging the generation. And we've got to allow the generation to be who they are while we give them the story. What are you talking talking about apostle well the bible said that it was the sons it was the sons that went out y'all ain't with me y'all ain't with me it was the sons that went out and found the vessels come on somebody the sons went and found other vessels and the bible says that they continued to bring vessels and they continued to bring vessels and as they brought the vessels the mother began to pour the oil begin to pour the oil in the vessels and they continued to bring vessels and the Bible teaches us that each generation functions according to the time of that generation so the Lord began to tell me that the vessels the two sons they were vessels and those vessels went out because they were they had the treasure now y'all and hear me mother had done given them the treasure and they were earthen vessels and they went out and they went all over the community they went all over the neighborhood but what I gotta stress here they went out with the correct story. Y'all with me. You see, we've got to give them the story. I said, after that generation died, after you got fat, after you got your government job, after you got your house, after you stopped shooting dope, y'all ain't praying for me. After you stopped being a whoremonger, after you stopped being all that you were. You sat up in the church and got comfortable. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Higher bullshit. And you didn't tell them the story. What story? You ain't tell them how you was a dope fiend. You ain't tell them, come on somebody. You ain't tell them how you was a homosexual yourself. You ain't tell them. Tell them the story. Tell them how God delivered you. Come on, somebody. Tell him it was the power of God. Wasn't your education? Wasn't your master's degree? Y'all ain't praying for me. Tell him if it had not been for the Lord. My, yeah, 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 yeah. Had not been for the Lord, I would have died out there. If it had not been for the Lord, I would have died out there. Y'all ain't praying for me. Yes, I'm going to make sure you go to college. Yes, I'm going to make sure you play basketball. But I'm going to make sure that you know the story. Oh, come on, come on, somebody. I'm almost finished. And so God is saying 
that you have to go and tell them the story. Heard the pastor say truth. And then some people say truth is relevant. In other words, I tell you the part of the truth that I want you to know. Come on, somebody. But I need to tell you the reason why I couldn't be there for you. The reason why I couldn't do what I needed to do. Because I was messed up myself. I was tangled up myself. I was a hot mess. Oh, y'all ain't praying today. Oh, yeah. But the Lord came. The Lord came. And see, and what's happening is from generation to generation, we can forgive our friends, but we can't forgive our fathers. My, 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 my. We, but he left me. He didn't raise me. He didn't do me right. And we Hannah Mashana and kick him in the side. Come on, somebody. But I came to tell you today that the Lord said, and it just blew me away. I told Pastor, I said, family church. I said, Lord, look at this word he's given me. My God, my God. My God, he said, the man of God said, the children huh, must worship. And when we get saved, we start talking that. But we don't go back, back in time. Come on, somebody. And clean up some of that mess. We don't go back and take the love of God. Hallelujah. And heal that generation. Yes, hurt people are hurting people. Because they're not armed with the story. My God, help us, Holy Ghost. And so I'm almost there. The Bible says that she had her children, her boys, to go out and get vessels. And they got so many vessels that when she, there was probably all the vessels that was in the community. And she still had some oil left. And she was looking for some more empty vessels. And the Lord said, tell the people, I don't want to see no more empty vessels. I don't want to see no more empty vessels. And they came, the Bible said, to her. And they said, she said to them, I need another, I need another vessel. I got some more oil. And, and they said, there's no more. There's no more vessels. You want to fix your house? Tell the story. You want to fix your brokenness? You want to get along with your wife? Find out the story. Want to get along with your husband? Find out the story. We meet people and we try to be perfect and want them to be perfect. And we all dysfunctional and messed up. Somebody did something. Somebody didn't do something. Come on, somebody. And then we're trying to play act. That's all right. And then we talk about the youth. All they want to do is stay on computers. But I heard the Lord said, let them use the computer to do what? To get more vessels. To get more vessels. And so I I began to look at this. And the Lord said that raise up those, though their method may be different. Generation X, baby boomers, millenniums, they are empty vessels. Train them to go and get vessels after you tell them the story. Bring deliverance on the iPhone. Come on, somebody. Do a revival 
through media. Come on, somebody. Cast out a demon at a concept. You know, everybody was upset about Kenai West. Y'all ain't praying for me. What the pastor say, judge? Because his methodology was a little different. But he said there are some in the house for honor, some for dishonor, some wood, some clay, some gold, some silver. But it didn't matter his methodology. He was telling the story. Anybody up in here, up in here, up in here. And in and, and this generation, we came down on him. Y'all saw, right? Because he told the story, Pastor, in a different method. But when he told the story, thousands of his peers, thousands of his peers came to the altar. Because what did you say? They was hungry. They was thirsty. They were looking for something. They knew they had a debt and they didn't have what it took to pay the debt. Even though they were rappers making a lot of money. They knew they still had a debt and it was a soul debt. Come on somebody. And, and so the Lord said, and I'm almost finished. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, because the Lord has established a new normal. Everybody talking about, are we going back to normal? First of all, what is normal? God is establishing a new normal for the next generation. Come on, somebody. I want you to know that when they worshiped in the tabernacle, God said in a new normal. And then they went. They went into the cathedral. And then he said a new normal. And then they went into the neighborhoods. And then they said a new normal. And then they was worshiping from house to house. And then there came a new normal. Come on, somebody. God is not interested in our tactics and semantics. God is interested in people who will tell Tell the story. Tell the story. I was blind, but now I see. Don't, don't tell them I'm see. I can see. And y'all better get yourselves right. Come on, somebody. No, don't tell them that. Because you was blind first. Tell them you were blind. Son, I'm sorry. I was blind. I messed you up. My blindness. Come on, Pastor. I heard you say, I'm transparent. Come on, somebody. I lived in a house where nobody taught me how to be a man. Sweetheart, I'm sorry. Oh, y'all ain't in the church today. (laughs) Hallelujah. I lived in a house where mom wasn't cooking. Hallelujah. She wasn't mopping the floor. She wasn't there. Mom was hanging out. I'm sorry. I didn't know how to be a mother. Come on, church. Heard the Lord say, I don't want no more empty vessels. What is the church shut down about? It's about a go ye therefore. Come on, somebody. A go ye therefore. We should have more people closer to God now than ever. But we sitting at home waiting for the building. Come on, somebody. But I heard the Lord say, fit 
for the master's use. I want vessels that understand that they carry a treasure. Hallelujah. And the treasure is some oil. And that oil, it can stir up. It can make a blind man see. That oil, it can stop a young man from going to jail. That oil can stop a drug dealer. That oil can make a young lady out of a wild thing. Oh, y'all ain't praying for me. That oil can bring about the change in us. But we're not telling the story. And so the Bible says that it was her sons that brought the vessels. And they brought the vessels until there was no more oil. And this is the piece that God blessed me with. And said that she lived. And her sons. Off of that oil. <laughs> they lived. <laughs> Not off their education, baby. And that's a good thing because I got a whole lot of degrees. <laughs> they lived the rest of their lives off of that oil. They paid the debt. What is the debt? For the wages of sin is death. I need thee every hour. Come on and fix me up, God. Fix me up with this Holy Spirit. Fix me up. So my word to you today is that you leave here. And I hear the Lord saying that you pour in and you pour out. Because if you stop pouring, your sons and your daughters will be the bounty. And they will die. Your sons and your daughters, while you sit up in church, Hanamashana will be the bounty and they will die. So I hear the Lord say, your assignment, should you decide to accept it, is to pour the oil, pay the debt for your family. Come on, somebody. Pour the oil. Pour the oil. Pour the oil. And keep pouring. Come on, stand to your feet. Keep pouring.